I'm Paul Kurtz along with John McDevitt, and we are the KYW Beer and Booze Bros. We go out in the town and talk with insiders, inventors, and imbibers of beer and booze. Today we start in Philadelphia's Northern Liberties neighborhood and the new home of Yards Brewery and Tap Room at 5th and Spring Garden Streets. Well, one of the cool things about the Tap Room is you're going to be able to get a full view of the whole brewing operation. It really genuines you to the beer. Later in the podcast, Dallas sucks. I never thought about that. What if this is like their gateway beer to real beer? Because Dallas sucks. A beer by Weyerbacher that's taking Philadelphia by storm. We've always discussed the idea of a gateway beer. And a trendy cocktail bar in Chinatown with rules and a patron pan list branches out serving its creations at the Center City Restaurant. start things off by going to the Northern Liberties neighborhood and the new home of Yards Brewery and Taproom at 5th and Spring Garden Streets in Philadelphia. Paul, what did you think? It was like, it was like, uh, it was almost a religious experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm John McDevitt along with Paul Kurtz in the new 70,000 square foot facility, the new home of Yards Brewery and Taproom. And now joining us, the legend, co-owner, and founder of Yards Brewery, Tom Kehoe. Can you just like run us through some of the highlights of the behind the scenes and what makes this place so technologically special? Well, one of the cool things about the tap room is you're going to be able to get a full view of the whole brewing operation. It really genuines you to the beer. So you're going to see us be able to can and bottle the, the beer, as well as you know, you see the brew house, which is always you know pretty, and then we see something different, which is the yeast room. And that yeast room is uh, where all the flow of the brewery goes through, you know, to the filter, to the tanks, to the bottling line, to the fermenters. That's where all the beer goes through. And then you can actually go outside when it's nice out and have a beer under our 600-barrel fermenters. You know, 1,200 kegs standing above you, and you have a beer right there. It's really neat. And we also have an event space that, you know, if you're at the event space, you can look all over the tasting room and even out at the brewery also. Holiday parties and I understand weddings. Yeah, why not? You know, beer is what I drank at my wedding, so. (laughs) Why not? And beer is a whole lot better now than then, right? Absolutely. You know, it's just, you know, we've been growing with the times and, you know, we're doing 20 different beers on tap at, at at the tap room. Tom, thank you, and good luck. Thanks for taking time out to be on the Beer and Booze Bros. Tim Roberts has been the head brewer here at Yards for 10 years. It feels amazing. It's been a great learning experience, a great experience in a lot of ways. Uh, a lot of fun for me. It's a lot of stress, of course, but but really exciting to be part of this. Well, 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 well now, now the rubber meets the road for your skills because you got to pump out a whole lot more beer. A whole lot more beer, a whole lot better beer. I mean, the line I keep telling everyone is that this is not an expansion for capacity only. It's, a, uh, it's an expansion for quality. How will the beer be better? It'll be more consistent, it'll be more flavorful, and it'll be better longer on the shelf. Oh, great. So we, we were talking to Tom, and he's saying that uh, there are some special beers on tap here. There's about 20, 20 taps here, I believe, right? Yep. So he said there's some old things and some newer things. Can you talk a little bit about the special things that people can enjoy coming into this bar right now? 
Well, yeah, we have an expanded draft capacity here where we have the potential for doing 40 different beers on draft. And so we have a lot, we of course have all of our favorites and all of our year-round beers. But then we also have all of the specialty one-off beers we do for friends of ours, for recipe formulation, for fun, for our brewers and packaging staff for fun. And then we've also added a small part of our brew house that will allow us to brew small batches just for the tap room and just for friends of ours. So is that part the fun part, like just for the friends of yours and for the tap room? Do you ever get creative, like when the holidays come around, or like I know Halloween, some people put like crazy things in, like goat brains and things like that. Is there any any fun elements that you ever play with that you're not so sure would be totally marketable? Yeah, it's all fun, and if you don't fall down, sometimes you're not trying hard enough, right? So we like to try new things. We like to emphasis, uh, put our emphasis on quality and on drinkability and on balance. But we certainly experiment with new ingredients because. Uh, without experimentation, everything's going to get stale, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're like, a, you're like a mad scientist, huh? I'm not so mad, but yeah, I'm the happy scientist. What about the equipment that you have here versus the other place? Are there any things that, that you brought in or brand new or you spent some, a lot of money on to kind of experiment and have fun, I guess, at the same time? Sure. I mean, you must love your job, right? You have fun. I love my job. Uh, I always say my job is every bit as good as everyone thinks. It's just not what everyone thinks. And so a lot of that is the equipment, and I, I, we bought some really, really primo equipment. Um, I think, in my opinion, top of the line, we got all the equipment that I wanted. And, you know, equipment is sexy and looks pretty, and they're stainless steel. But really, all equipment is is a tool for better beer. And so that's what we really care about. It's a, it's a tool to make better beer, more consistent beer, uh, to have more control over the quality of the beer. Now, for the first time, one piece of the equipment, for the first time, you're going to be able to can. Yep. In 2018, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be rolling out the cans, uh, 12 and 16 ounces, right? Correct. And we're partnering with one of the biggest can lines in the world, uh, and they're building their first smaller machine, but with the same filling valve, which will allow us the same quality as all of the biggest brewers in the world. And so we'll have the, the craft beer attention to detail and the big beer attention to quality and shelf life. And just real, real quickly, what about flavor with cans? A lot of people have their, I mean, it locks in. What are your, what's your opinion on, on cans versus tap versus bottle? Is there one difference in quality? Yes. In my opinion, once you put quality beer in a can, it's a better container because it's more shelf stable. It's just a little bit more difficult to make the beer good in the can from the start. And we've addressed that by buying a really, really beautiful can filler and seamer. We're all thrilled that the tap room is open and we want to share this experience with the public and let them view behind the glass walls the building of our, uh, our maybe our last brewery, our biggest brewery for sure. Now for some research, Paul and I pull up some stools at the bar, which is made out of repurposed wood from bowling alleys. There are 20 taps there, right, Paul? Yeah, 20, and, and, and they're going to pump out a lot more than 20. Uh, they'll be rotating, of course. For sure. Yeah. And, and right now, uh, we're looking at the menu. The, the lager is uh, a hoppy oh, and floral Pilsner style lager. Uh, that, that's a, that's a 5.36 bucks a wheat. It's orange and coriander. It's a Belgian style uh, wit beer. May I just point five six bucks? May I just interrupt for one second? Yes. The uh, lager and the wheat and saison. I mean, they yards used to be really very English style centric beer, and they are branching out. This is their first lager, and I had it. 
and it's very good. It's awesome. And then uh, they got a Saison, they got a Triple, they got a Pink, they got a Grapefruit Pale Ale, they got a Rival IPA, a Cape of Good Hope, which we know a little oh, bit about. Oh, Cheers. Wow. Coincidence. Uh, it's a double IPA, uh, and it's it doesn't... It goes down so easy you wouldn't know it's 9.7%. Description, uh, intensity, hoppy, and aromatic, as you said, a double IPA. It's nice. It's all that. It's 9.7 ABV, um, but even at that goblet size, 12 ounce size, six bucks. It's pretty good. That's extremely reasonable. And the beer itself is the D word, Paul. Delicious. That's going to sound either real good or real really bad. Good. The Beer and Booze Bros need another drink. When we come back, take a sip of Dallas Sucks. Welcome back to the KYW Beer and Booze Bros. Eagles fans can now demonstrate their hatred for the Dallas Cowboys by throwing down a locally brewed product that made its debut at the start of the 2017 NFL season. So, John, Dallas sucks. What do you think? Very drinkable. Extremely uh, drinkable. Four point something or another? Yeah. 4.6? 4.2, I think. Huh. Very, very drinkable. I, I had a... Uh, uh, I had an experience uh, with Dallas Sucks. I kind of conducted an experiment uh, back in September as they were Wirebacher was getting ready to roll it out in Philly. Uh, the Pistolas boys, uh, uh, Joe Gunn and Casey Parker. I interviewed those guys at their new place, Passion Avenue. South Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah it's a new place. Yeah, and um, they were kind of giving me the background on it and uh, here's what they said we we throw around the term crushable an awful lot and it is it's crushable it's a tailgate beer that was the whole idea yeah. it was like a beer that you can have a bunch of at a tailgate so it's a uh, about four and a half percent it's really refreshing it's slightly hoppy but not overly hopped like a super ipa um it's it's really well balanced I and mean, what did you great. drink i uh i traditionally don't really like these session beers i'm uh, I drink like a grown-up but uh, this thing, uh, I don't know. This thing's really good for such a low alcohol beer. It turned out great. I couldn't believe it. I can see uh, Miller Lite people yeah. saying, let me try that, and, yeah, and, and converting. I never thought about that. What if this is like their gateway beer to real beer? Absolutely. Because it's just down sucks. That is so, yeah. great. <laughs> That's so great. We've always, we've always discussed the idea of a gateway beer. Like uh, my gateway beer was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. From like like when I was in college, I would drink Jameson and Yingling Lagers, and then I had a Sierra Nevada, and it changed my life. So that's yeah, this oh this could God. absolutely be the gateway beer to get people, to get more people that no, still drink it's stuff perfect. from what we what what Joe dubbed Crapland a long time ago, you know, um, to get get actually to the better stuff. How about that? Yeah, I gateway mean, like a. <laughs> gateway drug yeah it's interesting because it's uh you know how there's that snotty air that some people think that you know a lot of people don't know we had this discussion before a lot of people don't know the difference you know it could be at this amazing craft bar Mm -hmm. with all sorts of great options to choose from and there's always that guy or gal or, or or people 
that will seek out the Miller Light or the Budweiser or the Coors Light, mainly because of advertising, mainly because that's a safe beer to go. And there are a lot of people that are, are don't trust what it is or really know about it, like because you know ABV might be a a fear factor for some, uh-huh, sure, because a lot are five and above. You know, uh, you asked me initially, you know, what did I think about it? And I said, you know, it's, it's drinkable. Um, it's not a one-note wonder for sure. It's, it, it is a little complex. It does have levels, flavor profiles that you can kind of detect. Um, but the marketing may, may not be there and people might not know anything about it. That's why, you know, I, I think what they said is, is, is pretty much on, on target. Well, I can tell you this. Their hopes – and dreams have been realized. This beer, Dallas Sucks, is Weyerbacher's number one seller right now. Number one seller. It's not only selling in Philly area. It's selling big in Washington, where Redskins fans hate Dallas. And it's selling hot in New Jersey and New York for Giants fans. So I put this to the test, actually, the, the, the gateway thing to the test. I went up to Humeville Inn the day of the, uh, the Dallas game. And I, I, I found a couple of, well, they were a little hesitant, but I talked them into trying it. So I got to be, I, this is for you. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're going to drink it or not, but it's, Why not? it's Dallas Sucks. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I heard Dallas Sucks. <laughs> it's 4.2%. It's just as light as that. It's not bad. It's a regular, it's a regular beer. It's just an IPA. He's got a cup. I got a cup. You got to drink a free beer. Alright, so what what am I gonna do? Just try it. I, I just want to see see. So now now what that now what technically is in it? Like what kind is it? Is it an IPA? But it's I don't do IPAs because that's why I drink Miller Lite because I don't like the real hoppy taste to a beer. Now is it more like a summer shandy? Is it more like a blue moon? Is it more like like, like what like what are you like? What are you? I would describe it as a very light IPA. So if you don't like it, I'll take it back. You don't have to drink. I'm not going to force it down your throat. I wouldn't try to do that. Okay. I just want to see what you think about it. And also, I'm interested to see if, if the name of the beer would make you want to drink it. I'll, I'll drink just to say Dallas sucks on it. God bless you. You got a Carson Wentz jersey on. You're a total Eagles fan, right? As am I. I think he just got your balls busted. Oh, uh, he's a da- he's a Dallas fan. Uh, so it's pretty much to taste the beer, see what it tastes like, give you a review on what it ta- what the beer tastes like, and then yeah, you either you like it, you hate it, and that's the end of it. Like, explain to her all this. So it's a really light drinking beer. It's a. Uh, IPA, easy, easy, easy drink. I don't drink IPAs, but we'll try it. You love the Eagles, right? Yeah, love the Eagles. Love do, you, do you hate the Cowboys? Hate the Cowboys. Dallas sucks. Dallas does suck. It's worth, it's worth at least a swig, right? Definitely worth a try. Uh, okay. What's your name? I'm Samantha. Samantha. Okay. I'll, I'll do half of it, and then I'll leave you the other half. All right. Here you go. And Dan is taking his first swig. He's still going, uh, still going, still going. Dan is still going. Jesus Christ, he's got half of it down. Wow. What do you think? How's it feel? I'm Danny. 
It's terrible, right? Because Dallas sucks. It's good. No, not at all. Try it. it tastes delicious. Especially since the Dallas sucks. Try it. <laughs> Swear to God. Try it. Say that. It's not that bad. It's good. Do you feel the hatred now pulsing through your bloodstream? It's just like coming all through me, all through the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's impressive, Samantha. That, this beer is gone. This beer is history. And they are high-fiving. Wow. That was real good. So I'm curious, would you ever try it again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big IPA. I'm not a big IPA at all. I drink Miller Lite, Miller Lite, and Miller Lite, and Miller Lite. So this story is not over yet. I went over to talk to the Weyerbacher rep. He taps me on the shoulder. He's drinking another beer. Uh, he got he bought one for, with his uh, with his friend. So what kind of beer? The Dallas sucks. Oh, he he liked it so much that he actually yeah. bought a Dallas sucks. He and he, Samantha. Want, he didn't want to try it before. Right. It took like ten minutes to get him to taste it, and then guzzled it, and then went and got a whole whole another glass. Yes, and then came this, the topper. I feel like so. So we figured to, to set the date to set the mood off, right? Before this game begins, you know, they were really good. So we figured, we figured, hey, Dallas sucks beer is great. Dallas sucks, and that's great. So we figured we might as well take to kick it off and uh, chug a beer. Let's do it. Come on, Samantha. Cheers. Dallas sucks. Last one done. Where's the Dallas jersey Samantha won. Samantha First of all, did. Samantha was the <laughs> and she beat us by a lot. <laughs> by a lot. By a lot. Sam, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you, mommy. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> <laughs> I can chunk, yeah. And Dana sucks. So how about that? Wow. So I this is the first time I'm hearing this, uh-huh. right? So I didn't know. So my setup, when you when you were telling me what you were doing, didn't I tell you about how there are people that are just because of marketing, Miller Lite, Budweiser, afraid to try things? You coax them into trying it, a craft beer, a good craft beer, a Sesson's drinking beer at a 4.2, mm-hmm. and they liked it. Samantha liked it so much that she chugged it, right? Yep. And she won. She was a pro. And was I on? I knew it. I was last, by the but way. I, oh, you were the last. I was, I was dead last. Dude, I was 30 seconds behind them. Wow. Yeah, I know, lightweight. But it's interesting. That's like a little test. That's like a little experiment. Yeah. How about that? And then you said the marketing. Yeah. Says Dallas sucks. Well, try that. There's a speakeasy-style bar in Chinatown, known for its meticulously made top-shelf cocktails, top sing laundromat. Also, has rules the customers must follow or they get the boot and possibly join a lengthy list of people banned from the establishment. No photos in the bar area and no cell phone use, please. Well, now for the first time, you can get Hop Sing drinks at another business. The owner of Hop Sing, known simply as Lee, has partnered with a Center City restaurant, and he is shaking up the bar menu. John, we have it here at the bar at Chima, Brazilian Steakhouse at 20th and JFK. 
So if you're in the mood for a delicious cocktail and one of those people in the Hop Sing Laundromat ban list, there's great news. Hop Sing owner Lee has concocted three Brazilian rum-based drinks for Chima customers. The Rio Cha, made with Uling tea, and the other two rum and fruit cocktails, the Gaucha, or Cowgirl, and the Gaucho, or Cowboy. The beverages are $10 each. Lee doesn't pose for photographs and rarely does interviews, but he made an exception to talk with us about his new undertaking. I'm tasting this. Tell me the name of this. This is uh, Rio Cha. I think it's spelled this way. Um, Rio, like a city. Mm-hmm. R-I-O. R-I-O. Cha is uh, C-H-A. It means tea in, Brazil, in Portuguese. How come I can't say any alcohol in there? Is there alcohol in here? Uh, two ounces of it. Okay. Um, we tend to make simple drinks, and the whole idea, uh, I mean, when you drink that drink, I'm sure you can taste the mint, the garlic, the lemon, the, you taste everything, and the rum, it's just a hint of it on the back end yes, when you drink yes. it, it's just a tiny yes. bit. Um, I tend to try to make drinks that you can taste everything. I mean, a lot of people, they like to make kind of big drinks in your face, everything, and I don't think it's balanced. A balanced drink just tastes everything. Well, there's an art to doing this this way, right? I mean, it's like not everybody does it this way. In order, they probably That's true. It. Uh, what makes our drink simple? Most of our drink, if I have a chance to visit, uh, you know, our bar, you can see that all oh, our drink pretty simple. Three, four ingredients, that's it. Uh, now, your your drinks, three of your drinks are served here at, at Chima. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually eat here. Uh, here's the thing. I actually come here and eat. Uh, I don't know um, if you know it, but I eat out every day. Everyone knows that. I don't cook at home, barely. I mean, I don't have the time, you know, so... And this one, the play I eat, and uh, they ask me. They say, look, can you make us a drink? And I say, sure. Why not? Our conversation switched to Hop Sing Laundromat. Your place, very successful, uh, very iconic, people dying to get in there. Some people... I don't know about iconic. Well, I, I don't know about people dying to get in. Oh, uh, come iconic. on. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We serve reasonable human beings. The only reason you get turned away at the gate because you act like an idiot. That's all. I mean, That's also, uh, and, I, and I say that on the record. If you behave like reasonable human beings, you shouldn't have a problem being turned away. I mean, you shouldn't have a problem... At the gay, I mean. You don't like cell phones, right? You don't like pictures taken? Or? We don't even have internet or a phone line at our bar. We never had it. To this day, we have never opened a phone line on internet. I mean, it's just a different environment. It's just one of those places where you go and you like, go in with friends or family, you sit down, you talk. And you'd be surprised how much talking you can do without the, the, the phone and the, the, the selfie um, element, you know, thrown into it. I mean, I mean that's be, what going out's all about. Exactly. You want to enjoy the person, not... And back in the old days, you know, the people, when they go out, they actually talk to each other during dinner time. They do that. And we don't have that anymore. I mean... So I, is I, there a policy at your place? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no phone call, but you can make phone call in the lobby. We build a lobby for you to make phone call and no pictures at all, no photography at all. So we can protect our get privacy. And also with that, that kind of um, policy and rule that we have in the place, um, I think it helped that the fact is our bar have never had an argument or a fight between guests in the past five years we opened. From the day we opened the door. It never happened. That's awesome. Have I thrown someone out? Yeah, absolutely. But between guests, we have never had an argument. You can ask anyone that's been there, anyone who will will tell you that. We should never have it. It's just, it just one people occupy talking to, to their friend and family, 
you would find that trouble, you know, um, it, it, it's just, uh, it's not going to happen. It's just like, because you're too focused on talking to someone, especially when you're enjoying a drink. Yeah. It just, it's just human nature. When you have something to occupy your time, you don't look around. If you give us human a step, we tend to take two. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm included in that group. It's yeah. just the way we are. What's next for you? You happy? Where you are? I don't know. Happy? Is anyone ever happy? <laughs> Any future plans to open anywhere else? or Maybe. Look, again, go back to what I was saying earlier. Human. When you give a one step, we tend to take two. And I, myself, is in that group. So, would there be another bar in another city somewhere? Sure. But I won't do it. Um, or we won't do it. The company won't do it until we are certain that we can do it correctly. A lot of time, you lend your name, the company name to someone, you lend the, the brand to someone, and they end up ruining it for you. Not that they ruin it intentionally, I think. It's just they can't keep up the standard that you set. I mean, this is why like, you have a lot of people who are you know, famous, quote-unquote, chef and stuff, and they, they go out, they open and play, and they put their name over the play, and, yes. you know, and then they, regular guests who went to this place, and you know what, it's not the same the play that I went to. And you have no one to blame but yourself, as it is. Yeah. And again, once again, let's go back to that thing. You give me one step, I like to take two. I like it. We'll, we'll check that one. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, that's it, sadly. It's closing time for the first episode of the KYW Beer and Booze Bros. I'm John McDevitt, along with Paul Kurtz. Production help for this episode from Tom Rickert. Feel your tall glass of yards, Cape of Good Hope, Tom, ASAP. You can find and subscribe to Beer and Booze Bros at the new radio.com app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And you can follow the Booze Bros on Twitter. I'm at John McDevitt, KYW. Paul is at Kurtz Paul. Come back next time. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Johnny.